0: Hi, everyone. This is Working Title, the podcast where we, for intrepid, handsome, intelligent, and entirely fraudulent reviewers, watch and review IMDb's top 250 English-language movies as of November 2019, going from bottom to top. So watch along with us, and... All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to uh, another week of Working Title, your favorite podcast about movies. Uh, of course, you know, as as you are loyal fans, uh, the thousands of you know, we worked through the top 250 movies as rated by uh, IMDb back in November of 2019 or so. Um, if you want the list, you can check out WorkingTitle.live.
1: Oh, shit. See, look what you did. Now what, you, what? now you married yourself to uh, finishing the website. <laughs>
0: the website is finished, more or less.
1: <laughs> you, you call that finished?
0: Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> now we need a Patreon. <laughs> you can find us at Patreon.com/slash yeah, OnlyFans.movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's only for fans of movies. <laughs>
0: yep. That's. <laughs> That's why I tell my family that website is about to.
2: Um,
0: All right. So we're back for another week. Uh, and this one, we are starting to get into a pretty, pretty hot streak of movies. So this week we're talking about Jaws, which likely needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce it anyway. So uh, 1975 movie, uh, thriller film bit of a horror movie maybe just a tiny little bit um directed by Steven Spielberg um also based on a book uh i mean what more is there to say about this movie it's about a shark that eats people that's all folks if you live in the united states for and have for anything more than like 6 weeks you have probably heard some jaws reference at some point um kind of the very first summer blockbuster now uh, where we could talk about this for hours we probably will talk about this for hours uh but before we do let's introduce ourselves now we like to uh sort of give a little prompt a little question we like to answer as we introduce ourselves and this week it's if you were in the shoes of uh the town of amity what character from any movie would you hire to hunt the shark now i'll go first my name is jack and uh if i could hire one character or one um crew i would say i would hire uh the inglorious bastards <laughs>
2: nice <laughs>
0: yeah
2: the shark has a little like nazi swastika <laughs> <laughs> i hate Nazi sharks
0: <laughs> yeah yeah just just set them loose <laughs> all right
1: let's put a pin in nazi sharks for a
0: future movie <laughs> uh, um okay all right uh mike tell us uh I'm-
3: yeah. I'm Mike, and uh, the the gang I would hire would be the Always Sunny in Philadelphia guys.
2: <laughs> the, the gang goes fishing. The gang, the gang goes fishing. <laughs> nice. Danny DeVito just gets eaten like Quinn. God damn
3: it. I just, I just want to see Danny DeVito poking the shark from on top of the mast as the boat's sinking.
0: <laughs> I'm picturing uh, Danny DeVito crawling naked out of the shark's stomach like the... <laughs> like the yeah. couch. You know there was actually a there was actually a jaws
1: reference in Always Sunny. I, I oh, forget clear. which episode but uh fucking the speech is parodied in that.
0: Yeah. I mean there's the whole Rumham debacle. Rumham. Oh,
2: <laughs> okay. So far strong picks. Alright, Chan. Oh, my turn. Hi, yeah. my name is Shane and I would hire Danny Ocean and and friends. <laughs> Probably because I'd be confused by his name as the mayor of Amityville. I'd assume that Danny Ocean was That's good funny. on the ocean. Uh, I I like that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like they'd do like an Ocean's Eleven on him, like yeah. a heist.
2: Yeah, they would. <laughs> they would do a heist, a heist a to shark defeat shark out the, of the shark. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to picture Danny like them all talking, and then half the crew gets eaten during the heist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they gotta be fishermen. They're called Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, I, I see we're all going for crews instead of individuals.
1: Yeah. Well, it's my true. name is June. I also have a crew. Mm. And not uh, Fast and the ta- Furious? Well, let me tell you. That would be a good one. But let me tell you a backstory. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime <laughs> they didn't commit. <laughs> if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-team. <laughs> 10 years Mr. Ago. T just launches his van into the ocean.
2: <laughs> I pity the fish. Nah. <laughs> that was excellent. It's it good
0: picks all around.
1: Yeah, crazy how we all went for a cruise. Yeah, well, we know
2: that it would take a crew to take down this shark. You're damn right. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's just an assumption that we need some group that has a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, now, uh, so, I mean, the high-level notes of this movie, this is a high-concept movie, right? There's not—the overall uh, notion of it, like, there's not a whole lot of nuance or subtlety or detail, right? This is a resort town that is victim of shark attacks, and this is about uh, the police chief who, you know, first is the only person who believes that it's a shark— and then second is the person who has to go hunt it down and his and his crew. Um, so, you know, the the plot itself, uh, not not a whole lot of twists and turns, but we'll get into the details in a moment. Uh, Mike, do you want to tell us about what happens in this movie?
3: Yeah. So at the very beginning, we start out with um, like a college beach party um, and this young girl decides to go skinny dipping and she goes running across the beach and out into the water and swimming around. And this is where we first uh, have our introduction to, to the, uh, the shark. We don't get to see it yet. In fact, we don't see the shark for any, pretty much the entire movie. Uh, But this girl, she, she gets a, uh, killed by this shark uh, the next morning they find her remains on the beach and uh, this is where Brody who the police chief as you mentioned in the introduction uh, starts to um, start this investigation into the shark attack of this, this lady uh, they send the remains to the coroner the coroner uh, initially tells Brody that it was a shark attack and this woman was um, uh, killed by the shark and uh, then they decide to close the beaches down uh, but before Brody can go and actually start shutting down the beaches, the mayor of the town um, stops Brody and tells Brody that their biggest revenue is coming up—the July Fourth is is just around the corner—and if they shut down the beaches, they're going to essentially make the town go bankrupt. Uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very uh, fragile economy in the in the town of Amity. Um, the coroner also goes back on what he said originally and says that it was a boating accident, and uh, Brody kind of goes along with that as well. Right after that, like I think like the next day or so, there's another shark attack. But this time it's in front of the entire beach. And this uh, one of the young boys, he's out there swimming on a paddleboard and he gets uh, eaten alive by the shark and everybody sees all the blood. So now it's undeniable that it is a shark and the the mayor still refuses to shut down the beaches and uh, they do keep them open. Uh, But in the meantime, they decide that what they're going to do to try to uh, you know, appease the, the crowds and make sure that nobody's going to come and make a big deal about these shark attacks is they put out a bounty on this shark. They say it's going to be $3,000 to whoever kills it. So this gets a a lot of kind of like amateur shark hunters show up to the, to the town and they go after the shark out on the boats. And, uh, one crew does come back with, with a pretty big, uh, tiger shark. Um, however, they also bring in a college, uh, was, he, he worked for a college right he was like a he worked a, for the oceanography, the oceanography or something. Yeah. so they bring in a scientist a shark scientist and he determines that the first victim was definitely not a, a boating accident and it was a shark in fact it was really a really large shark larger than the one that the amateur shark hunters actually brought in and killed um another character is the uh um uh, the fisherman that shows up who he uh, what's his name quint he's like uh I don't know, like a expert shark hunter, Um, not like the amateurs that went out. And he says that he he'll get the shark for the town, but he'll do it for ten thousand dollars. But the mayor, because of their fragile economy, can't afford him, so he doesn't go after the shark initially. And that's ten thousand
2: dollars and lunch. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and he wants to do it alone. He doesn't want
3: a crew to go out there with him. so with this new tiger shark or this dead tiger shark that they brought in, uh, they reopen the beaches and the 4th of July happens and uh, all the people show up and then excitement ensues. lot to cover here.
0: So this is a, a, a apocryphal rumor I heard. Maybe you all can confirm if it's true. But uh, what I've heard is that uh, the mayor's uh, actions in this movie were actually the uh, inspiration, sort of the the playbook for Florida's COVID response.
2: <laughs> <Hey-oh>, hot take <laughs> we're not Don't closing the beaches political there. jack
1: great now i have to edit this before covid's over <laughs> <laughs> i
2: think we got some time Okay. Uh, i want to talk about the uh, opening scene with the hippies and um yeah. so the screaming she did i forgot how good it was it's pretty piercing. Like you, you think about movie screams, but hers stick with me. It's pretty, uh, pretty scary got, that opening scene. That dude slept right through it, though. <laughs> just, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that man could not undress to save his fucking life.
3: Literally, yeah, the, the guy that went running out there with her and they passed <laughs> out on the beach in the surf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened? He was like, uh, taking my shirt off. Shirt off is too hard. I'm gonna just take a little siesta also,
2: here. <laughs> I'm going to say that the HD version is definitely a rated R version because there is nudity in the HD version. <laughs> and I did not remember you actually being able to see anything in the uh, original.
3: I watched it on my phone, so I couldn't see anything. Nice oh, Riveting analysis.
0: <laughs> Watch uh, the I, HD version. <laughs> the, uh,
3: going, going back on her screams, though, um, I don't know. Like, If I'm being eaten by a shark, I don't think I'm going to be saying words. Like, What was she saying? She's like... I'm panicking right now, as she's being, like, drugged back and forth in the water. I don't think she
2: said, I'm panicking. <laughs> she, she vocalized her, her emotions.
3: <laughs> she was actually reading the uh, the
1: script word for word with the stage directions.
2: <laughs> Mike's like, there's so much I wanted to do
0: in my life, and now
2: I'm being ate by a shark. <laughs> no, that's
0: a, uh, a little bit of a... Uh... Directing sleight of hand as they laminated her script and she held it under the water so you couldn't see it.
3: In the HD version, though, you could see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I my first
1: instinct is to say that it's this movie's really tropey, mm-hmm. but on the same vein, I don't know if it was a trope in 1975. Yeah, I was you know, like, like, it like kind was invented it the trope? Yeah, like did it start it or was it? But like, you know, opening shot with like. A bunch of drunk degenerates like a little overplayed for for horror movies right like college age you mm-hmm. know? um but again i don't know if this was just happened to be like the first to do it but uh in any case my com- well not really complaint but just one thing i noticed is like this girl is being just destroyed by this gigantic shark and she maintains a spectacular level of buoyancy
0: <laughs> i know right that's and- true i I feel like if you get attacked by a shark you are probably not swimming super well you're probably <laughs> yeah. not bobbing up and down in the water especially um, a shark
2: that
1: size <laughs> I, I am crick. curious though how they they filmed that and I, i'll mention like multiple times throughout this that the actual um how do i want to say it like the uh the practical effects were just really good i guess which we come to expect from Spielberg and and crew but like, when she's being dragged from
3: side to side in the water, I'm just curious how they would have filmed that. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe she uh, just had the, uh, the uncanny ability to not only be buoyant, but also be, like, thrashing around in the water. She could swim <laughs> sideways
2: very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, so one thing on the note of practical effects, a little bit of trivia, I guess, too, and this may be common knowledge, but um, the the shark dummy the animatronic shark was super unreliable bruce uh which is kind of a force like this whole uh, suggestive approach to uh the shark's presence mm, throughout the whole movie i, actually,
3: I think that's uh I, I always like in well older horror movies they don't do it uh you know much anymore but back in the day like a, a horror movie used to have that you don't see the the creature the alien or the shark um and mm-hmm. that gives a level of suspense to it and I thought that was intentional I didn't realize it's just because they broke the animatronic. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a, a response to it, right? Like, you know, of course Steven Spielberg is a is a good director. He knows his stuff, but I think, uh, you know, in the face of that restriction, they kind of took like the Hitchcockian approach to uh, you know, making it about the anticipation and the the score really does that too. Um, oh, yeah, I mean,
2: the score. Yeah, Yeah, I got
1: a slew of trivia at the end.
2: I also have a note about when um, the kid goes to the cops to, like, report her missing. And, like, did y'all catch that he's like, well, maybe she just ran out on you. He's like, no, she's definitely dead.
3: Yeah,
1: he's (laughs) super nonchalant about it, too. It's just like, obviously, she must have
2: drowned. Like, (laughs) the only conclusion for him was, no, there's no way she just went home.
3: (laughs)
0: Even (laughs) Like, I didn't even know her name.
3: And the
2: cops like, like the- fair
3: enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even Brody was so nonchalant; he was just like, "So, did you do it? No. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> you oh. didn't kill her, right? No. Oh, you know, oh. as far as
3: cops go, I feel like uh, the chief of police is a uh, you know Brody. He came from New York City, right? And that guy mm-hmm. is the stupidest like chief of police I've ever seen. Like, he sees a, a dead girl that's been ripped apart and is convinced, but in you know a matter of minutes." That uh, it was a boating accident instead of a shark attack.
2: He also went to a local library to get children's books on sharks. Which is like, it, sharks eat fish?
3: Oh, I f- don't. I feel like he was like, he lost his jurisdiction in New York. Like he was like, you know, like blackballed from New York. He <laughs> had to move, a move to a small town. York, yeah, like uh, he was so bad there. And this town just needed anybody to fill the position.
0: I don't think he was ever thought it was a boating accident. I think he kind of had his arm twisted into it. Yeah. But.
3: Also the
2: fact that he's scared of water and he moves to an island. He also hates the sun and he moved to the beach. He's like, why is the sun up? She's like, because it's summer. He's like, wasn't here well, when we came. <laughs> his, no, shark he did have uniform,
3: a... his shark hunting uniform later in the movie is a black turtleneck, like in the middle of summer.
2: <laughs>
3: Maybe it was a heist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he he did have a good line um, explaining the island thing, though. He's like, it's only an island if you look at it from the water. Yeah. And, and Richard was like, is like sure, sure, bud. <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Where are we at?
3: Uh, we could talk about, I want to talk about um, Quint and, and the little, like, town meeting they're having. And he, like, He takes the time while everybody's talking about stuff to draw a picture of a shark on the blackboard <laughs> in the back of the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too soon, man. It's like eating a kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how about the balls on this movie though to fuck to show that shark eating that kid oh like, yeah i i literally i've seen this movie probably four or five times and even this feeling I went Ooh! like my hands on my head as like this kid there's blood everywhere this you see the kid in the shark's mouth
0: oh yeah, yeah. I was that like, was like yeah, i was right. like damn i might have
3: watched the director's cut i don't remember that no yeah. I it was
1: well, so that kind of feeds into my next point. Um, and obviously this was done on purpose, but the the townspeople are just insufferable.
0: Oh, my God. God. Oh, they're all idiots. What do you yeah, mean insta- you're closing the beach? <laughs> In,
1: instead of, like, going, you know, hiring experts or, or, like, I'm sure there is a response to this type of situation, but no, they just put a bounty on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, the the kid... Like straight up gets smoothied by the shark.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And
1: like, I have a hard time believing that all of these people just like want to go to keep this beach open. You know? Fuck
2: that kid! I got bills. <laughs>
3: and the and the amount of people like there were there was a full beach of people watching this kid get blended in the ocean. Like everybody's screaming like there's blood everywhere, and they're like next day back at the beach. <laughs> yep. Actually, you know what? I take my point back.
1: <laughs> I'll drop some trivia right now. It says. uh, the average summer tourist population of Martha's Vineyard before the film was released was 5,000 people. After the movie came out, it was 15,000.
0: Oh, my God. People are trying to get
2: eaten by Jaws. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. On the note of uh, too soon within this movie. So they get to the 4th of July and just ferry loads of people start coming in. And there's like a shark merchandise. Oh, like, like, Stan? Yeah. Oh, my
3: God. <laughs> oh, and the, like, they had, like uh, Some of those kids are playing, like, Kill the Shark video game.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, sounds... like, a... Uh, yeah. This is after the third person gets killed by the shark. And some guys are like, yeah, I'm going to sell t-shirts. In under <laughs> a week.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, like, we want to say this is unrealistic, but mm, if you think about it, it's mm, like, yeah, this would absolutely happen. Ron
0: DeSantis, yeah. Well, you guys remember...
3: <laughs> uh, like, some years back, there was that shooter in New York City that nobody could catch, and people started wearing, like, targets on their clothes. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. why that
2: cop left. He's <laughs> <laughs> a killer on the loose. Couldn't catch and the New York City guys. <laughs> he, was, he was escaping a serial killer in New York City and <laughs> ran into a serial shark.
0: I'm going to go to Amity, where people are sane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did, like, it's kind of weird to have that, like, comedic break. Where there's like this shark that just ate a child on screen, and now there's guys with dynamites getting in their dinghies or, <laughs> yeah. and like going out there, and he's like, "You can't fit nineteen people on that boat." They're like, screw you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> we got sharks to dynamite. <laughs> Shut up, nerd.
1: <laughs> the uh, uh let's, the Fourth of July, but... sorry. Well, one more thing. Yeah. yeah. The uh the Fourth of July rolls in, like Jack said. Very very f- loads of people come in. And, like, the mayor specifically singles out one person and forces him to get in the water because nobody else is. <laughs> but, like, at that point, the people are there. Like, the revenue stream is there. Why, yeah, right? Do you, what does getting in the water have to do with, any, like, your end that you want to meet, you know?
2: Yeah, in fact, people are probably going to get hotter on the sand, so they're going to buy more drinks. I mean, you're, you're just <laughs> screwing this up, mayor. Let a good Who's thing up? ride. Turns out
3: the mayor is part of some kind of cult that is now worshiping Jaws, and they're sending in their their (laughs) people to feed it.
2: And nothing's better for tourism than eighteen boats about hundred yards offshore with fucking M1 Garands and guns (laughs) and a bunch of drunk guys shark patrolling. Yeah, that that really sends the tourist message for (laughs) Ambi. I was like, I don't think people are going in the water because there's armed hillbillies and boats right there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so that's a, a a good a good place to kind of catch up now on the plot because we've gone a little bit past where I stopped, and it might be a little confusing to anybody who hasn't seen Jaws. So what happens is before the Fourth of July, um, the the Matt Hooper shows up, and he's the oceanographer that we were talking about, and he's um, he's now gotten um brody like really into shark research like that's all brody's doing nowadays is reading about sharks at night and um
2: <laughs> crime is skyrocketed the- in amity <laughs> <laughs> so
3: they're only there are are only two policemen there right it's brody and then the deputy and they're trying to corral all those guys that are going out to go the, the you know the shark hunters um and Cooper starts to help Brody, kind of uh, look into all of this as well. But during the Fourth of July, they they bring in like essentially a, a militia to uh, stake <laughs> out the waters, and so they they have it roped off. And they, like you said, there's guys out there with guns patrolling, and um, they you know people start going to water. We already kind of covered that, uh, but what happens is. Uh, they there's a fin in the water, and uh, it, it there's a panic ensues because people think the shark's coming toward the beach, and all of the the military guys and the police guys are chasing down this fin that's out in the water. It turns out it was a couple of kids who were pulling a prank, uh, but it caused like a you know hysteria, and a bunch of people got trampled trying to get back up onto the beach. Uh, while that's happening though, uh, Brody's kids went over to what they're calling the pond. It's kind of like an inlet. And they had their boat over there where, where Brody told them to go instead of being out in the in the main ocean where the Jaws is. Uh, but Jaws is smarter than everybody else and uses the distraction <laughs> to go around into the pond to get an easy kill on the backside. Uh, comes in and, and takes out a, a, another guy. But Brody's kid, you know, they get back in the boat and they make it back to shore. Um, so at that point, that was a third kill. And uh, uh, now the I think at this point, I'm not going to lie, I kind of stop watching a little bit i think what happens is uh, <laughs> they now decide to hire uh the actual fisherman guy the, the the real shark hunter to actually go out and brody goes and and tells him that you know he wants to take the oceanographer and him to go out and go to hunt down jaws in his in his fishing boat yeah i think the catalyst was uh
1: they catch that tiger
3: shark and oh uh, that's right so yeah so he goes before that they go and they They decide to uh, open up the tiger shark to look to see if there's uh, any remains of the victims there, just to confirm that it was the shark that's been killing people. Um, But they find uh, that it's just full of it's just full of milk and like uh, I think a license plate and stuff like that. So it's not not the same tiger shark. Stomach fluid. It
2: wasn't drinking
3: milk in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) It was tiger tiger milk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, I yeah. I also want to talk about one scene that happens before this too uh, where they go out on the oceanographer's boat well, I don't know where he got that because he didn't arrive in that boat
2: no yeah that boat kind of just shows up
0: but uh yeah so he this boat just kind of shows up it's pimped out it's got all like the shark tracking tools and technologies right and they go and they find like another fisherman who's been killed by the shark and in a moment of like plot induced stupidity the oceanographer goes into the water to, like, look around at the boat, <laughs> finds a great white shark tooth and drops it. Oh. And then they, yeah. like, yeah, and, and the body of the the fisherman and kind of a jump scare. Uh, and then they go back and they're, like, trying to persuade the mayor to close the beaches. And he's like, all right, so you found this boat where this guy died in. There's, like, a big bite mark out of it. And uh, you say, we need to close the beach. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right. Well, riddle me this. Where's the tooth? I'm <laughs> like, is is this really the linchpin? You need? Is this the smoking gun? <laughs> I like how I like how people,
3: uh, uh, like not not just people, but Brody and Hooper are all about closing the beaches and keeping people out of the water. Are uh going in the water like all the time throughout the entire are. movie? They, every chance they get, they want to get in the water.
0: Hooper's like, oh, we're looking for a shark. All right, let me hop in real quick. <laughs>
1: You mentioned when um, the false alarm happens. First of all, I think the false alarms were really good to build suspense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a really good job with that. But yeah, the uh, the two kids that are playing the joke like surface and they're surrounded by boats with gunmen on it. <laughs> so they've already expended all these resources to get these people here. But no, instead of going out with all of these people, let's hire this weird, dirty dude that reeks of (laughs) bourbon who just randomly showed up at a meeting pay him $10,000 to go out alone. And lunch.
2: (laughs) Come
0: on, man. A lot of uh, peach snaps. That's,
2: That's what my notes was. It says, Thank you, Mr. Hobo. <laughs> introduction. Like, no one knows who this guy is. He's just like, i kill a shark for you. I want a million dollars. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I kind of feel like the Oceanography Institute would like have a guy that they like to call for this kind of thing. <laughs> but, but some, how does this like, guy live in this town? Like, he's they go back to his house, it's full of shark jaws, right? This, <laughs> this guy just kills sharks, presumably for a living. And, uh, well, what does he do? He, he kills sharks. <laughs> he He goes from
2: town to town. He's a, he's a traveling <laughs> a, shark killer, <laughs> traveling sharks shark mercenary. <laughs> there is he's um, actually, a, he's har- actually the one dropping them offshore. Also, I have a hard time feeling that like those guys wouldn't have blasted those kids when they had the fin, because this is a town where people were comfortable randomly throwing dynamite into the water. Son tells me as soon as they saw that fin, every boat there would have been blasting at that fin and would have yeah. shot those kids up. But <laughs> That would be um, the
1: inspiration for Saving Private Ryan when Spielberg Slater <laughs> works. He used the same Garands from this film.
0: <laughs> same, so, sharks. <laughs> same sharks. Same um, sharks, too.
1: <laughs> what I find interesting from a uh, cinematography note is when – the actual shark appears there is a, a dolly zoom or like you know popularized in vertigo right by hitchcock but it was like so well executed that this becomes one of the prime examples of the dolly zoom
3: mm-hmm.
1: like instead of you know really showing vertigo it's like the thumbnail for anything you look up with a dolly zoom is the scene from jaws which is on interesting the, on the
2: beach and everything yeah yeah that was pretty cool too, like that shot where the kid gets attacked. Like they're showing everyone on the beach and you can like I think his back is turned to the beach or something like that. And you just see the shark roll yeah. like kinda off in the distance. Like you don't really notice it, but it catches your eye and you're just like, Good God. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
1: I would also like to point out that it took uh an hour
3: and twelve minutes for them to go out to sea. yeah and then and then for the next 45 minutes they were doing nothing they got (laughs) drunk
2: they got really drunk drunk. (laughs) it's obvious that robert shaw was very drunk for those scenes (laughs) i think they all were because even richard dreyfus i i believe he was tanked (laughs) when they're Uh, all showing their battle scars and and then they talk about the uss indianapolis why is everyone so quiet? <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet.
0: <laughs> Ow! Oh! <laughs> fucking ruined it. We got to start uh, over. Now, a,
2: Shane. I
3: don't know if you guys saw the guy. So there's a scene where the, the panic was ensuing on the 4th of July and everybody's running out of the water. And uh, there's a quick shot of like some, I don't know, dudes in like white suits or something. I don't know what they were. But like you could see one guy in the background just like having the best time of his life. Like he was <laughs> smiling and like...
2: He's like, I'm in a movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I honestly don't know why they kept it in the movie. Like, it's it's so blatant that the dude is... Acting.
2: There's, there's even, like, the... Like, you go from having some great screams and, like, believable, like, reactions to how people die to the mom in the water during the panic that's holding her child going, My baby! Ah! Right. Like, And she's, or, like, looking at the camera doing the classic, like, 50s panic scream. Or, Or
3: how about right after that, so... When the real shark comes in, and there's a there's there's one lady standing. She's like on the side of the beach, and she sees uh, Jaws is the actual shark's fin going into the uh, the pond they called it. And she goes <laughs> like she's like starts stuttering while she's yelling shark. She's like she's not in the water. Like
2: sh 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 shark. She doesn't even yell. She's like shark. <laughs> <There's> shark, everybody. <laughs> we just got done from all the screaming to her being like sh sh shark. Uh, anyway, and then that so, poor guy in the fucking robot go, that goes up to the kids, he's like, You need some help? Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> 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 it, just <gets. laughs> it just
2: gets murdered for helping. Oh, wasn't that funny in the movie, but I find it funny now. <laughs>
0: oh, <yeah>. I see.
3: <laughs> well, I think we kind of burnt out this movie already. I got a drink. Should we just end the podcast early? Just,
0: just finish right. just
3: finish the plot all the way through. I mean,
1: yeah, get what, what, what happens.
0: happens in the other movie that happens within this movie? <laughs>
3: the boys go fishing. Right, so we're on the fishing portion of the movie. So they go out on the on the Orca, which is um Quentin's, Quint Quint's boat, and uh he's like uh he's like an expert. Marlin fisherman or something. He's got like the, a really badass fishing chair, and it straps into the boat. And so they're out there kind of like chumming around, and uh he gets something on the line, uh, but it it breaks it, like bites through it, and now like Hooper and Brody uh now have to like come up with like a new way to track this shark. So they got some barrels that are, that have like tracking devices on them, and a harpoon gun. So they're out there kind of like a couple of nights or so on their their boys' night out, and. They shoot one of the barrels into Jaws, and uh, they kind of, like, start tracking it overnight. Um, they get drunk. They kind of, you know, have a little bit of a bonding moment showing off each other's scars. Um, and the next morning, uh, they get, like, attacked by Jaws. It, like, hits their boat and starts kind of, like, punching some holes in the side. So they're dealing with the leaks, and they're also trying to shoot more harpoons into Jaws and put more tracking devices in it. Um, but Jaws is, you know, outsmarting them by, like, going under the boat and dragging them around. Um some pretty tense moments uh, eventually leads up to uh, the final showdown where Jaws yeets um, himself onto the back of the boat and starts <laughs> to kind of sink it. Uh, and no way before that, though, uh, Hooper decides that he's going to go down in a cage to go look for Jaws. And then they get attacked. They think Hooper's dead. The boat starts to sink. Uh, Quint uh, tries to machete Jaws in the face and gets eaten alive. And uh, one of the compressed air tanks for the you know scuba diving gets lodged in the jaws of Jaws, and then uh, the the Brody, the police officer, he gets a he gets the rifle that uh, Quint had, and he manages to blow it up, um, which kills Jaws. Uh, but then it turns out Hooper comes back up. He was hanging out down in the bottom of the ocean for like a good thirty minutes, and they paddle their way back to shore.
2: The end.
0: Yeah,
3: with nothing but a fishing story because n- no no evidence remains, and so they're uh, back to uh, the mayor who's probably like, "Yeah, but well, where is the fish?
0: <laughs> Some shark, huh? <clears throat> oh, you dropped the tooth, huh? Um, <laughs> I think Brody is pretty stoked though because they don't have to pay Quint.
2: They were very smiley for Quint just being eaten <laughs> alive.
0: They're yeah, he's like, <laughs> what about Quint? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like smiling at each other. He's like, nah, nah he didn't Quint make got much, man.
2: <laughs> I also I wrote down in my notes, I was like, this is the uh the tale of the un- untethered compressed air tanks.
0: Yeah, they, they did foreshadow that all movie.
2: Yeah, god damn. I was like, would someone tie these tanks down? For the love of God. Like, even Quint dies because for some reason the tank is now inside the cabin and falls on his hand. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> so he like falls <laughs> down. <laughs> it was like, they were almost working for jaws. Cause at every moment they could, they tried to knock him off the
0: boat. Yeah. And I mean, so what I will say about this is this is like a great scene. This is a great segment of the movie where they're hunting it. It's tense. It's suspenseful. I mean, you know, they're going to kill the shark, but This is my first time watching it. I didn't expect Quint to die, right? And that was graphic. It was, like, visceral. Um, In a literal sense, there was a lot of viscera. And, uh, you know, it's... Good word. Suspenseful. You don't know how it's going to end. It's crazy. It's hectic. But there's just not that much to say about it, right? Like, it it kind of feels like it's a pitch right down the middle. Um,
2: And they literally
0: filmed a fishing trip. Like,
2: there was no, like, Hollywoodism, I guess. Like, you know, you, they didn't jump the shark, I guess. They're literally just fishing. Like, it's a scene of him going, like, Fish on! And he's, like, wrestling it, and the line snaps, and then they just continue on to do what I think they do for shark fishing. Like, they just tag him with barrels until they drown.
1: <laughs> I do like the the character development throughout, or, like, the character isms, I guess. Like, Quint, uh, the character is just, like, f- freaking flawless. You know the gold. way he acts, like his demeanor. He's just chilled throughout the whole thing, casually walking while the other two are freaking the fuck out. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, I thought that was good. It really, it kind of drove home like uh, the the shark hunter persona, if you will.
2: Well, he's it's good too because he's chill until he puts three barrels on it and it goes underwater, and he's like, you could tell he's like, I. I don't. I don't know Maybe, what the hell this he's is. Like, <laughs> Maybe
1: we do need a bigger boat.
0: Yeah, I thought he was a great character. He really. He was memorable. Uh, I think Hooper was also kind of memorable. Brody yeah. was kind of whatever, but yeah.
2: So what happens in Jaws <laughs> <laughs> two? They, <a> <laughs> they get a bigger boat.
1: I, I so I've seen this movie a few times, obviously, but I was a lot younger. I was kind of uh I remember the shark being a lot bigger. I thought it was yeah. huge. So,
2: so that's
3: you that's Jaws 2. Jaws two has the really big one. Oh.
2: Uh, well this one, I think if I saw a fish that big I'd I'd be pretty panicked. Like just the yeah. scale of it next to the boat and everything is pretty Yeah. It was pretty de- and I think the, the idea was to keep it realistic ish. Like, yeah, yeah if, see that. if if that shark did exist, it would be the biggest shark in the world, probably in great white history.
1: But maybe I'm desensitized by that Jason Statham movie.
2: Yeah, Whoa. he did not Whoa. donkey kick the shark, and I don't believe it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's what was the line where a Hooper is like, that's got to be at least 20 feet, 25, <laughs> 20, 25. <laughs> 25. <laughs> and then he no, should have been like
2: 30. me 30 <laughs> what was the? What, yeah, what was the line for Fast and the Furious? Try a million horsepower. That <laughs> shark yes. must have a thousand horsepower. Try two thousand. <laughs> Try five. They just
0: needed to go around, like upping it by five feet every time. <laughs>
2: Try nine hundred feet. <laughs> Yeah, I think
1: I think building the building of suspense was done really well. Again, more practical effects like in this section. Uh near the beginning of this when uh there's like two real amateur guys that go out on the dock and like tie a chain off with the mm-hmm. his his wife's roast like <laughs> to catch this shark and it pulls the dock out to sh- to to the water and the shark like turns around, but you only see that through the piece of the dock moving.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um also like did this had to have been so hard to film like that boat is you know literally hanging hanging on but like <laughs> you know
2: just the tip of it is is left above the water and like they got to film a movie in this shit oh i know and like just some of the logistics of like dragging that boat backwards hard enough to like pull it underwater a little bit like they must have had to hook like two bigger boats to it to pull it, like <laughs>
0: there is no bigger boat shame.
2: What uh, so,
1: why did he destroy the radio? He was
0: uh, obsessed with killing the shark himself, it was like a revenge quest for him. Yeah, Jeez. Jesus. He revenge remembers
2: quest. that shark from the USS Indianapolis. Yeah, it's personal. Uh,
3: what do you say? Like, 1100 of his men went into the water, and only 300 got out. Jaws ate
0: the rest. Yeah. Also, how was that for a speech? I thought that was great. Um, it's a really good monologue. Yeah, I I thought that was excellent. Um, yeah,
1: it, it actually you know, the the story of the Indianapolis was you know pretty much just how he explained. Um, so to add that kind of historical realism to the story, I think really drove home the character and his like desire for revenge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, he says. Uh, I'll never wear a life vest again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, implying that he'd rather drown than deal with sharks again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, irony.
1: Um, <laughs> fun fact, though, that line, I I don't believe was in the original script, but the animatronic jaws was fucking broken. So while they waited for it to be fixed, uh, he added <laughs> that scene. Really? About the USS yeah.
0: Indianapolis?
1: Yeah, the monologue. Wow. That
0: was Improvised. It was not
1: improvised, but it was written during production because they had so much <laughs> oh. time to kill waiting for the shark to be fixed.
2: <laughs> yeah. I could just imagine a bunch of mechanics like, you piece of shit.
0: Would you work?
1: There is a report, though, that the uh, you're going to need a bigger boat line was improvised.
0: Oh, that was just so funnily acted. He just walks <laughs> backwards from like the bow of the ship and. Into the cabin, just backwards the entire (laughs) way. (laughs) You're gonna need a bigger boat.
2: (laughs) You should have been like, "Oh, I can't afford a bigger boat. This is the biggest I got, (laughs) man. I'm a shark hunter. If I had ten thousand (laughs) dollars, I I could sell shark jaws for at best fifteen dollars at the tourist shop. Where the hell am I gonna get the kind of income? (laughs) Um, when he does smash. That's one of those, like...
0: <laughs> when he smashes.
2: I, smashes the radio, it's like... I, okay. But it doesn't make any sense. It's literally just to make sure that they're stuck out there. I, yeah. I get he's crazy, and this is personal, but why would he even have a radio on his boat then? Just because he legally has to, to pass Coast Guard inspection or something? like? Especially some guy that like money is definitely
3: an issue for him. Um, just breaking his own stuff. <laughs> I, I would have liked
1: that. I think it would have worked a little better. Um, not that this is, like, a huge plot point or anything, but uh, if just nobody responded on the radio and yeah, Quint, just Quint was, like, kind of knew that would happen, kinda, I think that would have worked a little better than him freaking out and just smashing the radio and being like, oh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <Smashing>
2: <laughs> I mean, and he's like, no cops.
0: <laughs> I think it makes for, like, a better characterization that, like, this is like a blood feud for him right this is this is personal sure but i i feel like there there was maybe like a missing piece in there that could have made that a little more clear
2: yeah and when they do the whole cage dive thing maybe the first time it was a little more suspenseful but i literally got done with that scene i was like well that went about as i expected it to like, not dude, well what is at it all. with
0: Hooper and just dropping things? <laughs> it's got <laughs> butterfingers.
1: Yeah. That the cage scene too, I think it would have worked better if we as the audience did not see him escape and hide on the sea floor, which like they're in the middle of the fucking ocean. Like he would have <laughs> to dive so far. <laughs>
2: That's what I was um, thinking. I was like, oh his ears.
0: He's he's taking four hours to swim back up to avoid the bends. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) but I think you know. I think it would have worked better if after the shark got blown up, you know, it's hopeless or whatever, and then he kind of shows back up. But no, we clearly see him escape the cage, and so there's no suspense at that point when they're struggling to get it back up. Yeah, Uh, I would have liked to have seen it not show. Him leaving, like maybe he got eaten, or oh, like we all think he got eaten, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, like, and, like we just see this mangled cage get brought out of the water with no Hooper in it. You're like, oh yeah. god.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe like show him get out of the cage, but not like swim down to the the floor right. or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I, you know, on some levels, I want to give this movie a lot of sort of passes for being you know, the first to do it, like you mentioned, June. On the other hand, there are times where I'm like, eh, it was kind of a few pieces missing.
2: It had to be yeah, a well, nightmare, though, to film that whole freaking thing out there. Like, <laughs> just... One of the
1: tropes that got me was uh, when Hooper dives on the the stray boat that they find, and um, he's looking through, like, a shark bite hole in the mm-hmm. hole, and the uh, boat owner or whatever his like, dead face appears in the hole but then there's like this orchestral like splash like you know the classic horror movie jump scare sound and I was like that's it's just so cheap and it's always been cheap Uh and nothing down there would have made that sound you know so,
2: so. well and like when of Jaws just ate him like I think the guy just drowned like why, <laughs> Jaws was his eyeball attacked. missing too yeah Jaws just took the eyeball literally <laughs> licked it out <laughs> I just uh, there should have been no body they should have like just seen this wrecked boat because it doesn't stick with the uh, the shark's MO
0: you know yeah and you know that would make the mayor's disbelief a little more plausible if there wasn't another shark victim he's like (laughs) Brad always gets
2: drunk and
3: breaks his shit (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I like how they tried to to make this to make Jaws like um, they tried to like make it a bad guy in the sense of like that kind of stuff, you know, like he's purposely going around murdering people when it's just an animal. Like I felt bad for Jaws or the shark, I should say. He's just like these. He's just being a shark, and then these just, drunk fishermen come out and blow him up.
2: Just <laughs> shark thing. He's got kids, man.
0: Just <laughs> doing shark stuff, man. <laughs> he's just doing.
3: Oh. Uh. Does compressed air blow up like that if you shoot it? I highly doubt it.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Maybe like pop, but it wouldn't like. It wouldn't have a would. you know this big old like fireball like.
0: <laughs> I I could believe that it might be enough to kill a shark if you blew one up in its mouth, but that was like. The sinking of the Bismarck. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn depth charge. I know, and I was like, "Is this gonna kill Hooper down there?" <laughs> oh, I know
2: Hooper's like brain melts from the concussion,
0: like, like the overpressure.
1: He decided to be a hero and starts stabbing the shark. When it
2: blows up. <laughs> like smile, you son of a bitch, as he's like gonna stab him, <laughs> he just blows up.
1: Uh, there was a. Going back to s- stabbing, um, there was a good uh, a for- bit of foreshadowing that I didn't notice through my previous uh, watches of this movie. Um, at one point, they they hook the shark, and they tie it off to the things on the boat, and it's just, like, pulling this thing to shreds. So while they're struggling to, like, not lose the boat, he grabs, uh, Quint grabs a machete and snaps the line, and then he uh, sticks the machete in the side of the boat. And they made it a very clear scene of, like... Mm-hmm. Is showing him do that and then um it's it re- happens really quick but when quint gets eaten by jaws uh he grabs the uh machete and like jams it into the in, into the shark um it was super simple not really important to anything
3: but uh, again another bit of foreshadowing
2: keeps everything tied together in a way
3: mm-hmm. well Spielberg has that you know those shots were like even when the, the orca's pulling out of harbor. The shot of it's, as it's going away is mm. through the mouth of yeah. one of the jaws. that was yeah. that was a great
2: shot. Yeah, it was perfect.
3: You know, I, I felt like this movie was um, a little underwhelming. Like, and it's a suspenseful movie at certain parts, but I feel like the majority of it. I mean, it is about a shark in the ocean. like, so I think they did the best that they could for making it a horror movie. But I, uh, I thought
0: there was a lot of filler.
2: I think yeah, that's prob- just because too, because we've seen it a lot. We know right. all
0: the the major stings. Mm. This was my first time watching it, and I will say it's paced like a 70s movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even the original Star Wars is like this, uh, where it kind of, I wouldn't say meanders from point to point, but it certainly takes its, its time, and not in a way that, you know, I've complained about movies that are just too fast, right? Where There's no time to let scenes breathe. It's not like it's a beneficial, like giving just enough time for your you know like a scene to have weight it kind of just meanders uh from point to point and the suspension build builds great right um but it it's just paced like a movie from the 70s yeah movies like
3: the oh yeah go ahead Oh, you go ahead no you go okay i'll go ahead uh i like the uh the part where when he's doing the, the shark research at his home, his kids are out playing in the boat and he like he like yells mm-hmm. for them to get out of the boat. And the wife's like, no, no, the, it's fine. They're in the boat. And then she sees a photo of a boat being eaten by a shark and is just like, get out of the boat. <laughs> what I liked about that was in a lot of these type of films, I hate when it's always like the the wife or the husband like disagrees with the main protagonist. And in this one, it was nice that she was like supporting him the whole time. That's a good point. It's, yeah. it, it was less of a, like,
1: the whole the whole town is against him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, uh, at some point, they're like, yeah, okay, you should probably go kill that shark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just too jaded, but I was totally expecting uh, the family to just be, like, a prop to manipulate the uh, audience's emotions, right? Like, oh, my God, his kid's going to get eaten or something like that. So, I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't happen, but also the big threat to his family that his kid went into shock was kind of, okay, all right, (laughs) sure, (laughs) he'll be out in the morning. (laughs) He'll
2: be fine. I do, um, there is some things that are movie tropes that, like, they always make these animals have, like, way more intelligence than they actually do, like this shark they're like oh it's plotting and it's doing this oh it knows we're gonna do this and and you're like sharks are not that smart like they (laughs) literally bite shiny things like it's they they're pretty simple animals (laughs) like
3: it swims it eats and it makes little sharks
2: yeah that's what hooper says but then when they're facing off against it 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 has some sort of like chess match with them. <laughs> yeah, it also does advanced naval like strategic positioning. <laughs> okay, it does four things it swims, it eats, it makes sharks, and it strategizes. <laughs> it's it's read General Nelson's book. The shark
0: has read The Art of War. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's, who's a bigger war criminal? Uh, the shark or Captain Von Trapp? <laughs>
2: Uh, now that's who I would have hired to sink this. <laughs> oh,
0: that would have been a good one. Would have got me a Russian shum commander. <laughs> All
2: right. we, we recommissioned this
1: Nazi U-boat.
2: U571, the shark killer.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god.
1: That was, that was good. For for as critically acclaimed as this movie is, and I think we all realize the significance of this movie and that it's generally a good movie, mm-hmm. there's just not a lot to talk about. And you can kind of see that in our cast, right?
0: So, I mean, I, I think part of what we have to consider with this movie is this is like the first summer blockbuster, right? It's mm-hmm. not... It is... Like it's we said, iconic. Like it's, yeah, it, it's... Well, I mean, it... It's sort of like the the uh, the first version of like this this summer movie that you don't have to think a lot about. You walk in the theater and go, hell yeah, that was that was good, and you know, like I had a hell of a time. And then afterwards, you're like, all right, cool, forgot it. Um, it I it's don't not, know.
2: I never forgot it. I'm scared to be in my pool still.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's iconic, but it's not like a thinker like um, like a lot of the movies we're, we've watched are right. Like
3: yeah. Well, this, this, now that we're kind of into this uh, top 250 list pretty far, it's starting to become apparent that there's a, a good percentage of these films are on this list just because they're iconic.
0: Yeah, and there They're not are necessarily
3: some... amazing movies.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you can look at... Uh, I don't think there's any movie on this... Well, okay, no, let me stop before I say there's not a movie <laughs> on this list tone. that's bad. <laughs> but there are... Most of these movies are good, right? And most of them are probably even more than, you know, even greater in number than the number of movies I like is the movies that are well executed, right? Like, they are filmed well, the cinematography is good, they've got a great score, the acting is great, whatever, right? And this is like that. But we're going to start getting some like this that are just popular, you know, um, Mm -hmm. like The Avengers, right? Which we're going to watch
3: soon. I mean, that's what we're... we're we're doing this podcast is to correct the list
0: yes setting the record straight and (laughs) you know i'll say you know jaws is pretty far from a bad movie but it it isn't like you know sleuth or magnolia or her or big fish where we can just talk about it forever and there's like there's like meat to it this is this is another dessert movie
3: for, for a 70s film, too, it's, uh you know, I, when, when I'm watching this in 2021 and I see this animatronic shark that looks animatronic as hell. Um, I don't
2: know, man. I think it looks good. Well, what I'm going to say is,
3: that's what I am what I was trying oh, to say okay. is, like, for an animatronic shark back in the 70s, I think they did an awesome job with it. I mean, uh, let alone not being able to use any kind of electronics or anything like that because it's in the water and they had to use uh, 100% just hydraulics to make it move
2: was pretty sweet.
0: Is that true? Did they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think
3: don't think it's, it
2: was on a track or anything. Like, you couldn't. It was too deep. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean,
1: honestly feel like, much like we kind of see with some of the Star Wars, is like a CG Jaws would have been worse. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: The, uh, it's called uh the I Meg. think
3: there's a, there's a lost <laughs> art to puppeteering that I feel like people don't do
2: anymore. Yeah. For sure. The Muppets would have been really good
0: in this. Yeah, and just (laughs) (laughs) muppeteering. Now, let's talk a little bit about trivia. Um, So, uh, there's a lot to talk about with this movie because I think sort of the production of it is a story in and of itself. And we talked about how a lot of what this movie is emerged because the shark was just broken all the time. So I mean, putting that aside, but it was like a pretty troubled production like it ran over budget by a lot like doubled in uh its budget uh production ran forever like they're supposed to film it in like fifty five days and it took oh I don't know tons more mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah, it was supposed to be four million it wound up costing nine million uh mechanical wow. sharks cost like three million of that oh, God. Um, and uh yeah I mean. Spielberg was like a perfectionist, right? Filming this out at sea, right? And so it was expensive. It was crazy. The sharks kept breaking. Um,
1: The only thing the production was missing is that if a real shark showed up during filming. And ate one of the actors. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like,
1: man, these animatronics are great.
0: Yeah, they they got the ending because the air tanks exploded and killed half the cast. Um,
1: (laughs) The the unfortunate thing about all of this is like, yeah, uh, uh, I read that... There were three mechanical sharks which were named Bruce. Um they had different functions or whatever, and each shark was about a quarter mil. Um for all of that, the shark actually has like four minutes of screen time.
2: I know. <laughs> right. This isn't like Jurassic Park where like they really get their money's worth out of the mm-hmm. animatronics. This I guess they eventually have, they got do they their have money's any- worth.
3: I can't I, I don't recall if they had any actual like B-reel of real sharks in the movie.
2: Yeah, they did. Um the cage scene. Um that oh, yeah. shark that's thrashing on the cage, that's a real shark. Um and then they have like some B-roll footage of a great white swimming around cuz it's got like rope in its mouth. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, the, really, yeah. that's real. And you can kind of tell because like the shark moves so quick and like jets around. The animatronic is like do do, 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 it's do, kind of
3: dopey.
1: Do, 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 do,
2: do. I like when it's laying on the
3: back of the boat, like it's like using its fins to kind of pull itself up onto it. <laughs> yeah. well,
0: it's like a seal.
3: The, while we're on the topic of
1: the animatronics, so um, this movie almost killed George Lucas.
0: What? Did it really?
1: <laughs> How? Yeah. So during during the pre-production, um, Spielberg and Lucas and some have some buddies went to the shop where Bruce was being built and uh, they wanted like a funny picture. So George Lucas stuck his head in the shark's mouth and uh, Spielberg and friends decided to play a joke on him and close the shark's mouth and it broke and his head got (laughs) stuck in the shark. (laughs) Holy shit.
2: (laughs) They couldn't even get the mouth to close without breaking? <laughs> that seems like one of the easier functions of the show. Why shark? would they
3: think that's a funny joke? Stick your head in a, in a mechanical thing, and then we're going to activate it. <laughs>
1: I imagine George Lucas is like five foot two ass, just <laughs> flailing <laughs> a flail about. Shirt. He yeah. came out
2: with head trauma, and he's like, I've got an idea, guys.
1: <laughs> um, some of the other... Uh, Accidents during the filming, uh, the orca started to actually sink. Um, and for kind of a funny anecdote, the Spielberg was started screaming, like for the safety boats to save the actors. And, uh, the lead sound designer is quoted as saying, is screaming, fuck the actors, save the sound department. (laughs) (laughs) Um, during that incident a lot of the uh, the film, the cameras were on the boat were submerged. Um, so they were like freaking out that they lost all this footage. And then they realized oh, no. that they developed the film in saline, so
0: it worked out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, it actually saved did, us a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> did you all see
0: the shooting star? in the- Yes, I was going to ask, was that real? It was. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I guess there's some small amount of controversy about it but spielberg claims it was just like a one in a million lucky accident i was wondering if it was like an et tie-in
2: that was et
1: landing (laughs) in the spielberg Spielberg cinematic universe it did it
3: it didn't i can see why people are you know have that kind of controversy it did not look very real to me
0: yeah it it yeah yeah it looks painted or something
2: that's i i didn't know but i was like oh man that's that's a crazy ass shot. If they caught a shooting star behind him, I I liked all of
1: the the little technical shots that really 99% of the population just wouldn't get, but he was added there anyway. And I think that's a testament to Spielberg and how he directs. Um, like I said, when they when they tied off the shark to the boat, it, it's kind of hard to tell what's going on because everything's moving so fast. But the uh, the hooks on the boat that they tie it to, you can. Visibly see that the bolts are coming undone and Mm. shaken. Um, when he shoots the shark, uh, it's implied that it's you know his last shot that that blows it up. And if uh, in the scene you can see the clip on the M1 eject, Um, uh, just just a little detail noise. I mean, I don't think they added that in the sound, but uh, you can see the clip eject, and there's like that little. Little bit of a pause before the last shot and the cheesy one liner, right? Like smile you
2: son of a boom. Um,
3: I like uh I like how they use the uh the, the, the floating barrels as um uh, like the location of where Jaws was and, and the movement he was doing around the boat was pretty cool over the you know, they go underwater. Yeah. And then pop back up on a different location.
0: What was the deal with that beacon that Hooper put on it? Yeah, that
2: never really paid off, huh? No. Yeah, I feel like they did that and then
0: like did nothing with it.
2: He's like, "I'm gonna be able to track this shark." Well, you're also gonna be able to track it because it has giant yellow barrels attached to it. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> and
1: that was a that was a significant effort too.
2: Yeah, like, that he was almost like lost a six it. Six
1: minute scene of him struggling to tie this thing off. That was another foreshadowing. The whole time, like Quint is freaking out about being able to tie knots.
3: <laughs> yeah. And he was, hey. and he had uh, he had Brody practicing for like half a day. Yeah, yeah. all all to pay off on that one scene, like <laughs> so much
1: effort.
0: Yeah, I feel like that one didn't have a great payoff either because there was n- never any tension about it. No, there's like a thirty second scene of Hooper tying a knot, and then it's like, all right.
2: And I was thinking too, like with Quint, like how much do these barrels cost? Because <laughs> why wouldn't you just fire every single barrel? <laughs> Into this damn shark. You're about to make $10,000. We'll buy some new barrels if we have to. But, like, he's like, no, we're efficient on this boat. We use as many barrels as it takes and not one more.
3: But it'll, but it'll take a mini bat to his own, like, like consoles.
2: Yeah, the radio that probably costs a grand. Like, But I would have fired every single barrel into that shark to the point where it can't move anymore. And i just blast it for an hour with the M1 Garand until it died.
0: So, is the point of these barrels to slow the shark down? I think, it's I think to it keeps, keeps it, from it
2: submerging.
1: Yeah, and it quasi drowns it, reverse drowns it. I guess. Yeah,
2: because sharks have to be able to—they have to move to breathe. Sure. Like they have to push uh, water through their gills. I don't.
3: I don't understand how at the end, when the they're they're paddling back to shore after they blew up the shark, uh, Brody is like cool with being in the water again. Like, why? I would be. I would be traumatized more than. Like, he got over it? Like, what was up with that? Like, he's talking to Hooper, and he's telling him, like, he likes being in the water again. What if there's
2: another one? That was
0: so traumatic, I I just reset. (laughs) I'm not afraid of drowning
2: anymore. I am afraid of being eaten alive, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I realize there's bigger shit to worry about.
2: (laughs) Well, how would you be able to sleep at night, too, knowing that, like, that shark occurred naturally? This wasn't, like, some experiment that escaped that, you know, that we know of. But, That's the
0: plot of Jaws 5.
2: Oh, okay. But just to know there's naturally monsters that are out there that will just claim your beach and eat all the children. Like,
0: <laughs> So I guess on that note, one of the, I guess, more tragic outcomes of this movie is it inspired this huge anti-shark hysteria that like, people would just start culling sharks as a result of this movie when I, the reality is that, I mean, you tell me, Shane, but shark attacks are... They're pretty rare. Extremely, extremely uncommon.
2: We had one. There's usually like one a year on the coast of California. Not all are fatal, though. The last fatal one well, was actually last year. But before that, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was 2015 or 13. Oh, shit, boys. Grab the barrels in the M1s. (laughs) (laughs) There's a monster on the loose.
0: (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, the author of the book this was based on said he regretted that outcome. The uh, the the man that Quint was based on later became like a a shark conservationist. After so, he made I,
2: his money killing him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's like, there's not enough for me to kill. We have to get more back in the water.
0: Um, yeah, so that, that is one of the, the more sad outcomes of this movie is that tons of sharks got killed over this. They're um, bouncing
2: back, though tell you what there're a lot of goddamn white sharks now
0: after sharknado yeah kind of reverse the effect
2: <laughs> <laughs> transplanted a whole bunch of sharks so you know how they
1: just pull out all matter of shit from shark stomachs right like mm-hmm. this whole the whole plot of this movie hinges on the fact that the shark didn't just swallow the oxygen tank <laughs> <laughs> right true
2: it kind of like gotten side like quint's toothpick it yeah it's just-
0: like matthew mcconaughey with a toothpick in his mouth except <laughs> it's a shark and it's an oxygen tank <laughs>
1: there there's so much trivia to this movie it's hard to kind of call or like fact check any of this but a, a funny one was there's um in one of the the beach scenes there's like a house that's at an actual house and uh the dude that lived there was like super pissed off because all this film the filming was going on or whatever <laughs> and then he realized that the crew had no idea what the fuck they were doing. So he had to, like, come down and tell them how to, like, be on the ocean. Oh, God. <laughs> and, like, he's, he's not directly credited in the movie, but, you know, he has a lot of
2: gratitude from
1: Spielberg and, <laughs> to like...
2: Could you imagine how inept all these Hollywood, like, <laughs> editors and sound guys are on
0: the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about box office. Uh, so like I said, went over budget, right? Uh, made it back in the first weekend and just made heinous amounts of money, something like $500 million, 470 over the course of its lifetime. So this was like exceptional in that they really pushed for a, a wide release. They poured a ton of money into marketing. Um, so it, it really is the proto, uh, summer blockbuster, so it was outrageously successful. Um, it won three Oscars for score, film editing, and sound. Um, lost best picture, um, and Spielberg was apparently very mad that he didn't get nominated for best director. But what what beat <laughs> what beat it? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh. Mm. Um, that, I think that's on the list. Wouldn't it, be surprised. It probably is. Yeah, so the score is great. We talked about it. It feels a little cheesy. I think that is just how John Williams is sometimes. Um,
1: oh, that's another bit of trivia is that allegedly John Williams pitched the score to Spielberg and he responded with like, ah, that's really funny, John. Now what's the real score?
2: <laughs> and it's just really- like, <laughs> you asshole.
1: <laughs> it grew to become the most iconic like yeah. movie
0: soundtrack i think this has a, a real shot at the most iconic movie soundtrack ever
2: absolutely oh yeah it, next to another i think john williams just owns all the iconic because i was gonna say <laughs> star wars i was like wait john williams most of them. My- yeah
0: yeah um, i don't know what else would compete
2: for most iconic danny stores. <laughs> yeah Dan- danny elfman
0: is honestly probably in there um Hans Zimmer is like the modern John Williams, but the, he, I don't as think he's as, as iconic.
1: As far as I know, there's only 3 composers ever and it's the 3 we just mentioned. So Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But,
1: um, I got one last bit of trivia that's kind of meta to what Jack said in the beginning of this cast is uh there is a CNN article titled What Jaws Can Teach Us About Coronavirus
0: Response. <laughs> So I mean, <laughs> we need to sick the sharks on it. <laughs> apparently, Spielberg thought of this as like some kind of like Watergate allegory too. So take that as you will. I mean, I
1: well, they both have to do with water, right? So, yeah. So, wait,
3: wait. Is the response a bigger boat? And they
2: needed a Watergate <laughs> to keep the shark out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit,
0: that, was, that was the dumbest joke I ever heard. <laughs> um okay Jesus, <laughs> so, so stupid <laughs> uh, yeah Whew. alrighty uh now it's time for us to I think we've manned around this enough um it was the first ever LaserDisc release. I think that's the last bit of trivia. I'll uh, toss out there. Um, <laughs> time for us to set the record straight uh, on where this movie ranks in the mini rankings of the uh, working title. You know, So we like to... This podcast started because uh, some of us thought that the good people of IMDb were full of shit and or maybe it was the the Academy Awards, and that we could rank movies better. And now we're going through and re-ranking them according to where we think they belong. Now, uh, this is our 35th movie that we've ranked. Um, June, where do you put it?
1: Well, it's definitely about a big fish, but it's not as good as Big Fish. <laughs>
0: Different Big um,
1: Fish. Yeah, honestly, it's just like... It's generally good, but super cut and dry. Uh, so I think I'm gonna put it at number fifteen, uh, oh. just below Rain Man and above Kind Hearts and Coronets. Like it's not bad, um, but it's just like I don't know, not a lot of substance to it. It was a fun watch. Shane, what do you think?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna differ heavily here. I I. While it is simple and stuff like that, I think a little bit is just because we've seen it so many times, or at least I have. I I really freaking love Jaws. So uh, I think it's one of the best movies of all time. So I'm gonna put it at three. Just uh wow. above sound of music, below big fish. Cool. I really shit. like that shark. I really like the kills. I love <laughs> Robert Shaw,
0: so inspired your career as a lifeguard? As a
2: pirate. <laughs> <laughs> shark pirate. <laughs>
0: Mike, where do you put it?
3: Uh, I'm with June. I think it's, uh, it, as it is a very iconic movie, I don't think it's something that I would choose to watch very often. So I'm going to put it at number uh, number 14, just below Rain Man.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm in a similar boat. I enjoyed this movie. Ah, similar boat. <laughs> <laughs> with three of us, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it at number 17, just behind Rain Man and just ahead of JFK.
3: So we all agree Rain Man is just barely better than Jaws.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is this the first time that like it's not Mike who's way off of what everyone else is? I don't think I've – I think June and I are usually pretty spot on. It's always Mike that's like, and I put it at 37. It's my favorite movie though. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. Normally we do our casts in the uh, in the evening when you know I have a cocktail, but this is the
2: morning <laughs> cast.
0: That's why I have a cocktail. I mean, when we cast in the morning, I usually have a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alrighty. Well, the final verdict. Do you recommend watching this movie,
2: June?
1: Let's be honest. You've seen the movie.
0: Yeah, but I hadn't.
1: Yeah, I guess you hadn't. Yeah, You're you know you absolutely have to. It's there's so many references to this movie and like, it's so iconic. You have to watch it.
0: Yeah. Shane.
3: Yes. Watch it. Mike. Yeah. I think if you haven't seen it, uh, the pop culture is going to leave you behind.
0: Yeah. And this one's in my book worth a watch. So I think we all agree on that one at least. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, already uh, thanks for joining us as we uh, cover Jaws. We will catch you uh, not next week. But in the future, when we watch uh, Blade <laughs> Runner 2049.
2: We will not be held to any timelines any longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember when you all wanted to record twice a week. Yeah. We
1: did
2: a few times. I think we all still do. I think Shane just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it really hinges on Shane. I'm sorry. I have a very tight schedule. I need things you, on the books.
0: You <laughs> barely have a job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> barely. <laughs>
0: It's not so much that he barely has a job. It's just that his job barely pays him.
2: I, there, we go. there we go. I was like, I worked eight days in a row the other week. <laughs> and made hundreds of dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dozens of dollars. Tens and tens of dollars.